0: If I can control what I put in my mouth, food and drink, then what can I do with what comes out of my mouth, the words that come out? What can I do with the actions that I have and what causes the problems in the family? It's digging your heels in and arguing about dumb shit. It's snapping at your kids when you're frustrated, right? It's, it's saying a sarcastic remark to your wife because you think she said something dumb. And we always treat the ones we love the worst, right? And I, and those two things are, or, or, and then we go back to like walking past the dish, the sink with dirty dishes in it. Like that's this, these are all the same, it's like the same muscle you use not to eat shit mm-hmm. to empty that dishwasher. And so you have this bleed over effect as you start to get these things lined up to where now, you're starting to become a superhuman father.
1: You know, I love watching you on your skateboard falling and crashing and (laughs) posing with your whole family. His whole family's like completely ripped. Well, we'll just get right into it, if that's okay with you.
0: Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's do it
1: perfect well this is the rising father podcast i've got kyle and um kyle your last name is carnahan right
0: yeah man named after a giant leprechaun kyle kyle lee carnahan yeah
1: yeah i could you got a nice accent there if you want yeah
0: yeah. usually usually it changes into something else i'm not really good with the accent but Irish, right yeah yeah i mean we thought we were more than we actually are we did the uh the, the test and Turns out we're more German than Irish. What percentage? Uh Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, which was just a, a shock to my poor dad. He was just so proud of his Irish heritage and turns out that he's German.
1: It's the same thing our family also wants to be Irish. Um <laughs> we have we did one of the someone in I like I told you earlier when we were talking, I've got eight brothers and sisters, and I think three of them did DNA tests. Somehow everyone has like different amounts. Um <laughs> Of every it's it's all pretty similar but you know i yeah. i would think i don't know how it works but i would think that everyone would be like exactly the same hey maybe Someone it's, had, maybe it's like
0: body fat test it doesn't really work
1: it, <laughs> speaking of that we just got a new scale because uh, my son has a jujitsu tournament coming up so we have to keep him on weight and uh our old scale blew out so we got a new scale and it has bought maybe you could tell me about this it has body fat percentage somehow it sends to my smartphone my body fat percentage i don't know how it was under 20 dollars so I don't know how accurate that is going to be.
0: Yeah, not so much. I think like yeah. <laughs> uh I think like the best thing to do though is just make sure it's the same same time of day, same circumstances and then it maybe it can it can give you a rough idea but I don't yeah. I don't have my guys really test their body fat at all. I just use my laser yeah. my laser vision and I can tell mm-hmm. by look I can tell by looking.
1: For sure. It's definitely a marketing gimmick and it was uh under $20 so it worked for me. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, we took three of them took the DNA tests and I think, it, you know, we're we were always told we were Irish, Italian and Slovak and we, we ended up only being like 10 percent Irish, which everyone is disappointed because my sisters have like, you know, they got tattoos of yeah, on cloverleaf. Yeah, same,
0: same <laughs> our family, Irish pendants, Irish dancing, stickers oh, on the yeah. car. And yep. uh, yeah, just a, my, my dad was just got us together. He's like, I've got really hard news for you. I just laughed. I was like, who cares? We're all mutts, man. It's all good.
1: That's that's what it turns out we are. I mean, we're no more, I think, than 15% of any European country.
0: You
1: know, just uh, Irish, Italian, Slovak, Polish. I think there's some Welsh.
0: Which is rad. Uh, now you can be it all. You can rep whatever you want.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's fine with me. Well, anyway, um, c- can you tell me a little bit about your story? So rising father, you, you know, we kind of got to know each other a little bit, just a little bit, and I hope that we can keep, keep talking and communicating. But what I what my goal is, is to introduce fathers to people like you and to resources to help them, you know, we say rise in health, wealth and family like you're a dad, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, even, you know, life's not over there's so much more you can do. You can still get ripped. You can still start a business. You can still, you know, you can still change the, your future with your family. So like, that's what rising father's about. So what, tell me how you kind of came to be.
0: Yeah, man, I guess first, like you just stated my life. Like I'm 41 (laughs) years old. Um, I started my entrepreneur journey at 39. I've been a fireman for the past 13, 14 years. Before that Uh I worked at a bank. You know, I've had a lot of changes in my life and and, um, a lot of challenges financially, too, that uh, caused a lot of those changes. And um, there is no limits at all on what you can do. I just uh, put my year leave of absence in for my fire job. Like I left my fire job um, by building something that just came out of my heart, you know. And following that pure and true voice that, that speaks to you ever so softly, urging you onward into the darkness, you know, that, those steps of faith and taking risks and putting time into things that really matter. And there is no one on this planet that can't achieve incredible things if they just listen and act consistently, you know, but to get to your your question. um,
1: Well, you said so much amazing stuff right there. (laughs) Yeah, go, go ahead. (laughs) I acknowledge it. (laughs) I need to acknowledge that. Yeah, I mean, that's speaking with passion. That is what there's so many guys. I'm 34. You said you're what 41? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, I know guys who are 27 to 30, who look and feel and talk Like they're about to croak. I'm sure you know some too, you know, oh, I'm too old to do that. I I can't go out or I I can't start juju. I can't start this. I can't start that. You know, I'm, I'm already getting old. I'm getting stiff. It's like, man, you have no idea. You see, you see people like you, you see so many people that are up, you know, getting older and older. And like, there's a guy at our jujitsu gym. He's 60. He just got his black belt, you know, and he's shredded. He can kick the shit out of me. (laughs) And then there's a guy who's 28 years old who thinks he's over the hill. It's just – it's mind-boggling.
0: Yeah. um, This this is just – I mean, I'm in the best shape of my life, mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, This is the best year of my life. Last year was my best year. The year before that was the best year before that. And what does it come down to? It comes down to small, daily decisions. That's it. And then being consistent. That's it.
1: Do you feel like consistency is, you know, there's a a million self-help gurus and books you can read, but in your experience, do you feel like just consistency, if you can just do that at something like that's the one thing guys are lacking?
0: Yeah. And I I think like you find what you love and just go all in. And and what I mean is this is an important concept. Like if you're like, I don't know what I love. Just pick some things and just do them, right? You'll pick what you love. And people also think you're supposed to love what you love all the time. And most of the time, you you hate it. That's the point. It's supposed to be hard. There's a massive resistance pressing against your progress at all times. And so understand, you're, you're going to get to the point where you're doing something. And you're like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> Stop. Like, that is the moment when you must press through and finish what you started you know and you can have multiple things just continue don't stop jiu jitsu is a great example like the, <laughs> there's so many moments where you feel massive resistance in your progress if you just show up just show up and do you study uh yeah i'm i'm uh i'm fairly I'd say I'm new and old in the game. So my my kids okay. all my kids all do it. My wife's a blue belt. Um, I have been kind of in and out of it. We've been around it for a long time, and uh, kind of not having the fire job right now has been pretty cool because I'm taking the boys to that 6 a.m. class, and uh, oh, okay. waking them up in the morning has been uh, awesome. has been amazing. Watching their, mm-hmm. their sleepy eyes. In the morning and then watching them not want to go and mm. then watching their smiles after they're done you know
1: hmm yeah our kids well first off what what belt are you
0: oh i'm a forever white belt i think okay. i think i'll yeah. be a white belt forever actually that happens because when you <laughs> when you train with other guys and you don't go to the school you never get promoted
1: <laughs> okay are you are you not training at a school
0: I am now that I'm that I'm home from the far oh, okay, out. Okay, good. But uh yeah. But yeah, so
1: <laughs> you'll be able to kick the shit out of those guys though with some legit training.
0: Um it was cool, like like uh I got a buddy who's a black belt and he's just like he would just hammer me, dude. Like yeah. on the regular. He'd always say four four ten minute rounds or five eights. And that was what we do. We didn't drill, nothing. It was just four tens or five eights. With a Those mi- are
1: long rounds. Long
0: rounds with a minute in between. And uh, you know, he's trying to get me to calm down, not be so aggro. He wanted me to laugh yep. and yep. learn how to breathe. And get through that claustrophobia that I mm-hmm. still get on the bottom sometimes, you know.
1: Me too. I'm so, only blue belt. I mean, like I haven't been in for that long, but that's my um my jujitsu professor, um Rodrigo Junquera. He's he's lighter than me but when he's on you he feels like he's 500 pounds i love it you man. know just and my first you know first month same thing and that's you know i was just like everyone every white belt does especially if you're a little bit athletic you just try to bench press everyone off you yeah he was using so much muscle and he would just make it so miserable for me i was just dying under yeah. his it felt like he weighed a ton and he was just it's like 210 pounds or something it's amazing and like
0: I, I i get choked out all the time by like uh, females. And like Mm -hmm. my sons, he even gives me a run for my money. And he, you know, he weighs like a hundred pounds less than me. The magic of jujitsu is just can't be understated. Like I, I love just getting destroyed by like a little, this little blue belt is just choking me. And I'm like, this is amazing.
1: And people, I tell people like that, you know what, there's this guy at our gym. He's, he walked on to like the, the local universities football team. He studied wrestling his whole life. He's like 280 huge guy. But there's something that's like primal and feels good about someone just choking the shit out of you. Like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's weird. You know, I like doing it to people. But I also like, you know, being in that situation that you get nowhere else. Like there's a grown man, knee in your belly, like you can barely breathe, like trying to basically like kill you. And it feels good. It's hard yeah. to explain. Like I got some buddies I talked to about it. Like that sounds awful. I'm like man, no, it's I love it.
0: Like I'm a big dude, you know. I'm a big muscly dude. I, you know, I'm a fireman. I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, I've done a lot of co- kind of cool stuff in my life, and um, I go in there, and you know, like I roll with another white belt who's athletic, who's been there a lo- little longer than me, and I- I'm worried. You know like he's he's making me gas and if i let up Mm -hmm. he's gonna smoke me and then then i'm tired and i roll with a a purple belt who's like half my size and he obliterates Mm -hmm. me and so it's just this place you can go to just remember you ain't nothing special man like i need that i need i need the humbling as much as possible because like we got to be reminded you know be reminded
1: yeah, I've been missing that. I had shoulder surgery about eight months ago, um, and I haven't been able to roll for eight months. And right before my surgery, I was going like five times a week. I was signed up for my first tournament, and it was just like I was mentally so calm just by rolling every single day. And I just yeah. I knew that over the next couple of months it would like reek. And I'm just like so much more anxious throughout the week because I can't get that out. You know, I, I can yeah. still work out, yeah. but it's not the same. Like, it's not the same as being like, man, I don't want this kid to break my arm. I got to use every ounce of everything I know so I don't have my arm broken.
0: Dude, it's the same reason why I love hitting the concrete hard, man. Like, I love skateboarding and just going all oh, out yeah. and just, just laying on the line and risking it all. People are like, don't you have a family to support and all this? And I'm like, listen, I ain't rub- wrapping myself in bubble tape. I got a short time left on this life, and it's going to be on the attack. And when I hit that concrete hard, it oh, knocks the wind out of me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bro, I feel alive. I love it. I love it. That's
1: something I, I could never do. I mean, I never tried to do it, but I, I, I for a couple times when I was younger, I tried to skateboard. And I just, you know, like the snowboarder fell underneath my feet and I fell backwards. <laughs> So it's not in my future, but it does look like fun.
0: Yeah, I, I usually say, tell people in their 30s, 40s, like, maybe that's maybe time. pick something else up. <laughs> you want to learn to fall younger, and it's yeah. usually the way to go, you know.
1: I broke my first rib in jujitsu, and I don't want to break another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a guy do a uh, – it was like my second month in, and I, a purple belt did it, a bad technique – flying arm bar you could call it but he was just jumped up on me and fell onto my on my ribs and tried to rip my arm back and I that was my first broken bone ever you scared him and that,
0: see? yeah I think
1: that's what it is I mean <laughs> if, if, you, if you roll some people who you know if you're not like mentally and emotionally mature you know you could see like this new young kid like we've got you know 18 year old wrestlers who come into the gym you know they're gonna smoke everyone yes. and you just really want to prove yourself especially if you know, jujitsu is all. You- that's like your identity. Yeah, for sure. You, know, you really want to prove yourself. Yeah. And I think that was the case with this guy. And my first broken bone, and I, I heard it crack, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I was out for like a month. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to break break any ribs on the uh, concrete. That sounds worse. <laughs> anyway, I I interrupted you and started talking. I could talk about jujitsu for hours. I love it, man. But but you were starting to tell me how you started your brand uh business
0: yeah i mean it, it kind of goes back to my childhood man like i i grew up in southern california surfing skateboarding i was in a punk rock band like living the life like that's how i grew up like that standard 90s punk rock skate skate or die life you know and uh it was great and um, I, I grew up in in a kind of a dichotomy a pretty religious home and i i was you know I was very religious when I was a kid surrounded by all the temptations and everything in the world and I kind of just like was aloof of it I was in it but I wasn't partaking of it and um it was a certain there was a certain uh like power I felt from the discipline even at a young age you know and that mm-hmm. there was something about discipline that just spoke to me like I I just loved it I loved kind of being different and not just going with the flow of the crowd or whatever now I I, gr- I grew up in a home where like it was pretty standard like dad worked and then sat on the couch while mom cooked and cleaned you know he wasn't taking the boys weren't taking the trash out like we knew mom was gonna cook and then we were gonna eat and sit on the couch and watch TV and then and then, uh, you know, everything was just going to get done and the laundry got done and the fridge was magically full of food, you know, mm-hmm. and it's pretty standard, like it's standard, right? I think a lot
1: of people grew up that way.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I took on uh, and, and you know, I, that's just the way it was. And I love my dad and I, I don't, you know, hold any bad blood for it. It was just, that's the culture. And I took some of those traits with me when I got married and uh, when I was young, I got married very young. I at like 21. My wife's 19. And we like real, really quickly started having problems in our relationship, like right out the gates. Mm-hmm. where like she would be so upset at me for, you know, leaving dishes or not cleaning up my messes. And at the time I was like, well, I don't mind the messes. Like I'm good with it. I don't care. So why should I do it if, if it's a problem for you? And, you know, mm-hmm. so she, she would lock herself in the bathroom and cry and, um, we had one moment in particular where I was saying something about, uh, you know, like I don't have time for that, or hey, I work, and you know, I, I was trying to defend myself, and I remember the dude, the cabinet door just shut right on my head, like. <laughs> so she just rammed it into my head, like I saw stars, and like mm. I, and and I mean it was such a good sm- head smash, like I was almost laughing, <laughs> but I know it sounds crazy, but that was kind of a wake up moment for me where I was like, something's not right here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was in the, I was in the the investment and mortgage stuff in the, in the bank. I started as a teller, kind of worked my way up in my twenties mm. and was doing really successful there just luckily because I was in the right place at the right time in the right seat. I worked at a bank and people were coming in and, you know, I was bringing home decent checks to the wife and, 2008 hit and pulled the rug out from under me right so now i'm sitting here losing my homes my cars my my retirement everything and everything that i had built my ego up was just taken from me and a lot of my friends wives left them because now they didn't you know they were assholes like me and now they didn't have anything to provide and my wife like a like a rock she stuck right by me and I will never forget that, you know, like she was like, I'm here. What do we got to do? And so we moved in with my wife's parents, like, like broke. I was, I, and I, I was like, well, man, like, I guess I get to start over. I was 28 and I was, I was like, okay, uh, this, you know, after a lot of tears and poor me, woe is me, um, I decided I was going to go be a fireman and you know everyone's like that's crazy you have a family why would you do that you're not going to make it whatever and so i i was working as an emt for making like eight and a half bucks an hour or something you know and then i started paramedic school i was volunteering at a fire department and going on ride-alongs to get ready for to hopefully pass paramedic school and i was gone all the time like 24 hours a day, I was not home. I was working towards this future. And about a year and a half in, I'm going, man, if I knew it was going to be this hard, I would not have signed up for this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was our life for three years, you know. And when we got our own place, it was just canned food, top ramen, peanut butter, jelly, man, and just negative bank account, overdraft charges. And it's like, when is this going to turn around, you know? Year three, I got hired in the fire service. And very quickly, those guys put me in my place i mean they were like because you know i showed up to a bunch of guys that could do anything you know they could cook they could fix things when there's a problem like they're the guy that's it that's the end like they are the go-to guy they're not calling anybody and we worked together we cooked together we cleaned toilets together and i learned that like my mom I really did have a servant's heart. I just didn't know how to use it, you know, and, and I started to tap into that and really get into that service mode for my brothers at the firehouse. And then I started to bring that home to my family and reorganize my brain cells and realize, holy shit, I was a terrible husband, terrible. I wasn't there for her. She was carrying our family. Kind of leader was i worthless oh okay i made a few bucks and brought him home who cares that's an expectation of you when we're truly leading our family we carry our family on our backs what does that mean everything is our responsibility everything and so things changed and my wife and i started to grow even tighter together and we started to mesh and build a relationship together that we didn't have before. And it was a true partnership where she had my back and I had hers no matter what, no matter how early, how late, no matter what dishes were in the sink, the trash is full, the kids need a diaper change. I was there. That right there was a massive impact on my life. At the same time in the fire service, I started getting into, really into body composition change and fitness and nutrition, mm-hmm. and very quickly, had my own kind of massive transformation. And the guys at the firehouse who were beating on me, calling me names—clueless Carney, slim shaky—I had all kinds of names, you know. Slim shaky. Yeah, I'd get real nervous. <laughs> That's a good one. My hands would shake all the time on calls, <laughs> you know. And I might use that one. And yeah, it's, it's good. The, the, the way I got it was they had me do a rap when I was on probation, and. Uh, I did. I spent like three days on this rap to make it perfect, and just kind of blew their minds. I'm I'm a musician. You can see some guitars, but mm-hmm. um, so I I did a pretty good rap. But as I was holding the paper with my lyrics, my hands were shaking, so I got slip shaky. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, so I found that the fitness was a had a massive impact not only on my own confidence, but on the way other the other men in the firehouse saw me, right. Mm-hmm. Because you're immediately judged by your physique and 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 I had a guy the other day that I was a consult with that's like I just want that lean disciplined physique and I was like, that's a really cool way to put that because when you see that body you're like that takes discipline. And yeah, it does. It does. It takes a plan. It takes discipline. And and so you kind of earn some respect. And it's it's not from the body itself, it's from what it takes to get there. And I realize that discipline is, is the currency to not only others respect, but your own. Your own follow through, earns your own respect. And it wasn't the way I looked that was getting respect from the other guys, it was my own respect for myself that I had earned through my follow through. I was becoming a dependable man. Now, I tell these two stories because these are the two pillars in which I live my life. I have a whiteboard on the wall and it says, and because and, diet is so much of this, so much, right? It says, eat in accordance to your conscience and control your emotional responses. Those two things, two things, all my goals and focuses and all the books and self-help and all that comes down to those two things. If you do those two things, your life will be completely changed.
1: Can you explain what that means? Because I love the way that sounds.
0: So I truly believe that, that the substances we put in our body as far as food and drink affect mm-hmm. our spirits and our self-confidence. And anyone who's experienced one of those years, months or years where you just eat like shit, you just know. And it's not necessarily the, the effect it has on the way you look. That sucks too right that's that's what happens but it's 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 your spirit it's the way you feel about yourself because the food is running you you are its slave and whenever we're something slave it's going to cause all kinds of internal problems (laughs) it just doesn't align right when when i am eating in alignment with a plan or something that uh i said i was gonna do whatever that may be you know and i I believe your conscience can can help you help guide you in this way you know if you listen to that voice it can help guide you and obviously there's some studying and understanding of nutrition and making the correct plan but when you adhere to the plan and use discipline and when you have those moments we're talking emotional responses after this but what is food it's an emotional response like if you don't need the food but you're going to eat it anyway, that's pure emotion. That's because of stress or because you're looking for like some dopamine surge to fix some pain. It's you just want to feel good? You just want. I just want to feel – I just want to take this pain away, you know? Mm-hmm. But the pain, that feeling of like wanting, that's your level up. Like this ability to sit in this discomfort in real life and just this feeling, that is what is going to – Cause progress in your life, right? Like if I can control what I put in my mouth, food and drink, then what can I do with what comes out of my mouth? The words that come out, what can I do with the actions that I have and what causes the problems in the family? It's digging your heels in and arguing about dumb shit. It's snapping at your kids when you're frustrated, right? Right it's it's saying a sarcastic remark to your wife cuz you think she said something dumb and we always treat the ones we love the worst right and i and those two things are or or and then we go back to like walking past the dish the sink with dirty dishes in it like that's the these are all the same it's like the same muscle you use not to eat shit mm-hmm. to empty that dishwasher and so you have this bleed over effect as you start to get these things lined up to where now you're starting to become a superhuman father.
1: I love that. So much of that was, was so good. Um, so you said in the way you're putting eating puts such a, a deep onus on yourself where it's, it's very much more powerful than just, oh, I'm going to follow this diet. It's like if I don't eat well today, you're somehow, you know, morally corrupting yourself. And if if you think about it, like if you put that much weight on it, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying if you put that much weight on it, it means so much more to you. Like if you if there's a little mini size Kit Kat, it's like, yeah, sure, it's 200 calories of chocolate and fat, but the way you're looking at it is, you know, this is a spiritual decision I'm making to put this Kit Kat in my mouth. Poison. If you think about it on that level yeah yeah and you know just the inability to say no to your pleasure senses Yeah, and I and i kind of think about it like whenever you're eating bad and eating junk food it it happens it's so many different things have that same muscle like you said it's splurging on amazon you know you go you go to the mall you go shopping splurging money is the same thing as stopping at McDonald's and eating some double cheeseburgers. Yeah. It's just oh, you just do it felt good. It's out of there. It's out of your system. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I love the way you're saying, saying that and I'll have you say that again, because I feel like I need to write that down. That's such a good quote. Because um, whenever you say it like that, it puts so much more. It's not just a milkshake. It's like this is who I am as a person, like what I'm putting in my body, like I am what I eat am i this that i'm putting in my body and it's if you think about it that way i think it's almost easier to not eat poorly because if you think it's it's just food whatever then you know it's oh it's just some chocolate but if you think about no this is like a a moral decision yes then it's not easy but it's an easier rationale yeah and because so
0: i'll put a caveat to this too so like i do not demonize any foods so because every food is made up of fats carbs and proteins right so people ask me, like, when they're on my system, like, can I eat ice cream? Well, you know, can I eat this? I go, you can eat whatever you want. And I just leave it at that. And I, but, but we talk very much about that, the voice and your true conscience, your true self, and how does it serve me? How does this serve me? And so, you know, I have, there's a reason why my guys have the massive transformations that, that they do because we attach great meaning to what we're doing. And like you're saying, if you can attach great meaning to the food, you will follow through. Right? And cuz that's what this is. This is follow through. This is a this is making the hard decisions in the hardest moments over and over again. But I have guys on my uh, on my team that have gotten absolutely jacked and shredded and they eat a cheeseburger and ice cream every night. But look at the rest of their day. Clean meat, light snack, light lunch, and then they put it all later in the day. And so they use extreme discipline and they earned that moment. But they did it in control and they did not overindulge, right? And so within that spectrum of their conscience, they are aligned. And so if someone did eat one Kit Kat and it fit in their plan and in their numbers, they're good to go. Now, at some point, as you follow this path, the, your voice starts to speak in, in deeper ways. And it'll tell you things like, you'll hear this voice. It'll be like, is that really, how does that serve you? Does that have nutritional value? And you're like, no! No! <laughs> you know, like, Go I, away. like, I love protein <laughs> bars. I love them. And I say, use them. They're great. You know, you get your protein yeah. in, and it's easy, and they're tasty. And I, I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was opening a protein bar and I'm like, mm, I'm going to get some of this chocolate, little chocolate chips in it. And I just had this feeling like, how's that serve you? It's like cardboard with protein in it. Is there nutrition oh, it's in a that? Protein bar.
1: It's good for you,
0: right? Yeah. And, and, and I take it and I, it's, it's half open. And I was like, Oh, I was so bummed. Cause I know that I've connected so well with my own conscience now that it, like, I know that voice. Like I cannot, I can't deny it anymore. So I was like, so i put the protein bar back and i'd look over my Mm. my son's right there and he goes the voice and i was like "Ah." (laughs) yeah i was laughing i'll
1: tell you what man there's gonna be some some guys listening that say this guy is feeling guilty about eating a protein bar (laughs) yeah hey (laughs) you know i'm i feel guilty you know there's gonna be a guy saying whenever i eat three instead of four double cheeseburgers it's a win Well, that's
0: what i say (laughs) like everyone's on a is listening to their own voice like 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 I can't tell you I would never say protein bars are bad ever I I don't say pizza's bad like you know you just know for you right you just have to listen and so everybody's different this is just this is my journey and so Mm. my guys on my program they, they eat whatever they want also you said the word guilt as long as you're pressing forward and you're working towards the ultimate goal which there is no end goal by the way you're working towards the right direction, then I don't believe that guilt is helpful. I don't believe shame is helpful. When my guys shit the bed for three days and disappear and they come back and they're just full of shame and guilt, they, they binge-drinked all weekend and ate like shit, I don't care. I'm not mad at them. I'm not disappointed. I go, what did you learn? And, and what are they going to tell me? I don't like that. I don't like the way I feel. I go, perfect. Failure is such an important part of this game. So no, don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. Unless yeah. you let go of the rope completely and you're just over it and you're doing nothing. If you're not trying and you've quit, let the shame and guilt do its magic and get you off your ass mm-hmm. and start working on something. But all your past failures, you know, you've tried and you failed, you tried and you failed. You, I it just doesn't work for me. Dude, keep trying. Find the right people that can help you. Get the right information. Discipline is a skill, you know? And then that failure, what does it do? So it takes that guy who just failed, felt miserable. Now he comes back. He's back on track again, right? Well, guess what? Now he requires less discipline because he doesn't want to feel that way anymore. So now he starts to want to eat right, right? It's very similar. My son will, he's, uh, my son's, uh, when he was, I think he was nine, eight or nine when he first dropped in on a vert ramp. And the vert ramp's scary. You look down at it on a skateboard and yeah. it, it, it's like concave. You're like, how is this possible? You can't drop in on this. You'll die. But he really wanted to do it. And he'd go up and set his board and his brothers would make fun of him and be like, just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, hey, he'll do it when he's ready. Like, he'll just do it when he's ready. And he's like, I can't do it, dad. I'm like, don't worry. Just keep skateboarding and at some point it'll happen. And couple months later, he goes and sets it up, and he looks down, and he goes, oh, I got this, and just does it. And it wasn't hard. It was easy. So that's what that's what this is. This is just all about progress. It's trying to get more aligned in our lives, and the more aligned we get, the more beautiful life is, and we do it when we're ready. right? But if he never did practice skateboarding, if he never got up there and tried and checked, he would never know. So just don't quit. There's a lot
1: of emotions tied up into eating healthy and losing weight you know for women too especially absolutely man but but you know whenever i if i do a post about health or fitness and how you know guys should do that there's always you know most people will most guys will agree with it but you're gonna get some guys who get very defensive oh yeah and and say you know i don't need to lose weight my fam, my kids my wife love me the hey, way i am hey. why can't i stay the way i and am and they
0: might be right they might be right who am i to say that when they say hey i'm happy the way i am i'm not going to tell them they aren't all i can do is take their word for it right and then share my message and if my message doesn't ring true for them then god bless them my message will ring true to the guys who have the same suffering that i do right mm. so i speak to my people if if my words piss you off which piss off a lot of people trust me i know cuz i get the messages it's not for you it's fine right it's true if it feels true then for you it works right so cuz different different ways of doing things are going to work for different people and i'll tell you what my system will change as time goes on because i'll get better yep. at it so mm-hmm. i'm telling you right now i don't know shit i know <laughs> i know what works for the guys who reach out to me that when I speak, they're like, "Mm, I feel that. Okay, I know it works for you.
1: Well, I feel like the biggest thing, right now, I'll be honest, I am not in the best shape of my life. And I've, all I've got is excuses. You know, if I was on your team, you'd tell me I had a shit ton of excuses. I was getting up, you know, to the best shape of my life. And I had all this surgery and all that crap. So when I couldn't do jujitsu and I couldn't work out, like, I could have found things to do yeah. to exercise. And right now I'm recovering. And I'm getting back to where I was. But still, all I have is excuses. Um, but, God damn it, I forget what my point was.
0: <laughs> well, like, I, I love that you bring that up. Because the excuses, uh, my brother who coaches with me, I love what he calls it. He calls it the fake voice. I call it the resistance. Call it the devil. Call it whatever you want. Yeah,
1: help me work through my excuses because my excuse was uh, I can't do my upper body. I like I could have been doing body squats and stuff, but I didn't do it. And I'm working my way back there. But I had excuses about everything. So past eight months, I've gotten in worse shape. And last couple months, I'm working my way back up.
0: Yeah. So with excuses, it's like just break it down. What do you what do you truly want? What do you want? Like, what do you desire? You know, like. You picture the body you want, the life you want, the person you want to be. Just picture that. And if it's who you are now, then congratulations, right? But if it's not, you can't lie to yourself. You can look in the mirror all day and be like, I love you. You're good enough. But if it's not true, it's not true. So there's only one way to fix it. Fix it, (laughs) you know, Yeah. right? Here's the other thing. You don't have to be at a certain point to be happy because you never will be. You never, if you have that mindset already, you're always going to want more. You're always going to want progress. So progress is the answer. And here's the cool thing to that is today, if you give yourself a certain regiment to follow and you follow it, you are that man. You're that disciplined, dependable man right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to lose the 60 pounds to feel good about yourself. You get to feel good about yourself today. You get to look in the mirror and be like, fuck yeah, you did it. And that is empowering because everyone's like, man, I just got to get this weight off. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just got to do today and, and look in the mirror and see how you feel. You're going to feel amazing. <laughs> and
1: that, that's, uh, I've been thinking about that exact topic recently. I've been reading a book called The Power of Now – um which goes into some something about that you know atomic hobbit atomic habits by james clear and it's all about you know you are what you do that day yeah and there's such a inner turmoil that happens whenever you have whenever you set goals for yourself and your whole life is turns into i will be happy when this future (laughs) version of me happens (laughs) And that future version might not happen for five years. So basically, you miss the five years (laughs) of life leading up to that. And, you know, you are you can't lie to your I mean, I'm repeating some of the stuff you said, but you can't say I want to be this fit guy. And then you look back on your day and you say, well, I did these five things that were not healthy, were not fit, you know, weren't part of the program. But if you did do those things, and you are what you did that day, like, did I do the things today that a healthy person would do? If I did, then I'm a healthy person. Like, did I do the things today that a successful person would do? Yes, then I'm a successful person. And I feel like, you know, for me, and for lots of people, like, whenever, just like you said, whenever you lie to yourself, whenever you say, I want to do this goal, it means a lot to me. And you say it, but then you don't have the actions you don't have the the track record of doing the things to get there. Your, your soul, your your brain, it knows that you're you're in conflict. Yes, like what you're saying, what you're promising yourself, and what you're actually doing is different. And you know that And you can only lie to yourself for so long before you're just staying up at night knowing that you're not becoming who you should become.
0: Yeah. And what is it in the end? In the end, it's being able to depend on yourself right because and and that's a that's a skill. So and that's where this extreme self-forgiveness comes in. It's like you don't just go to the golf course the first time and kill it. You know what I mean? It takes years. So like don't expect to just be the most disciplined dependable man on earth right out the gates. Like just work towards it. Just work towards it. Don't quit you'll, you will make progress, you will get there.
1: That's the toughest thing. It's, it's daily. Um, you mentioned it earlier, it's the daily grind. It's the resistance that comes. And I feel like anytime you do start to have progress, you're going to get that, you uni- know, that universal resistance from anything, whatever goal you set for yourself, yeah. as soon as you start to actually make some traction, you know, God, the universe, whoever is going to say, Do you really want this? Yeah. Here's this. I just had Here's a guy.
0: I just had a guy. Um, he just texted me right before our call, and he's got tears in both his shoulders off the bone. And he's a he's a muscular dude, so he's been able to work out. But the doctor's like, "No, we got to do surgery. You can't. You're not going to be able to do upper body stuff." And my mm-hmm. response to that is like, "It's all good. No problem. We're we're just going to work your legs, your abs, and we'll burn fat while you're healing. It's not a problem. And then you'll heal up, and any atrophy you had up top will get back." In, in three to six months. It's not a problem at all, zero, you know? Uh, and and now he's like fired up. He's like, oh, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, not a big deal. We got this. And that guy will have- Yeah,
1: you can look at that situation as a negative or a, as a, you know, the reason why you aren't going to be successful or the reason why you will be successful.
0: Every time I've been injured, I've had progress in other areas of my life, every single time. And that just goes back to any time something terrible happens in your life, like losing everything in in the banking business for me, like I wouldn't change that for the world. I was a cocky, like self-absorbed prick. I needed that. That's why I love jujitsu. Here's the other thing on that side of things. So you can become that man today by just changing your habits today. But let's say you get to a place where you look in the mirror and you're like, damn you did it well a lot of times guys get there and they say i did it so now it's time to go to cabo and party and eat whatever i want Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: skip workouts guess what all those old feelings of anxiety depression darkness self-hate self-loathing they all come back and you look in the mirror and you go wait a minute i look great i thought I thought this would make me happy. Guess what? Yeah, that hit me. That's not how it works. It's who I, um, you are and what you do.
1: Before my honeymoon, guy, I, I I did Do you know p 90 x The beach body workout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great workout. I did that. I first off, I was living by myself, which was hugely helpful. So I was a, you know, I was engaged, living on my own for a year and I did P90X three times in a row, got on a crazy diet, and I went from like 225 to 167, and it was the most shredded I, was ever, I ever was. Like I got, you know, I had my little containers of food. I didn't deviate from that. I mean, there was a point where it was like seven months went by and I hadn't had a piece of chocolate. And like I said, let me reiterate, I was living by myself in a, an apartment. Um, but I went, you know, got married, had the wedding, and on our honeymoon, I remember we were at Sandals Jamaica and just kind of like, pigging out on drinks and, and food because I deserved it. Because, you know, I earned the bad food and drinks. And that, that I went three days without working out. And that's all I remember. That's all I could think about. And I was like fighting myself. I was like, no, don't work out. Like my inner me wanted to work out so bad, but I was, some narrative was telling myself, no, don't work out. You deserve this. Go, go in the raft, have a drink don't work out this entire week. And that like doing that for a week, kind of the rest of that year, you know, was just like a constant battle, like that one week changed an entire year of my life. Like I gained weight back, I got in worse shape, but my workouts weren't as as consistent. And had I just accepted that, yeah, I'm someone who likes to eat well and work out. Mm -hmm. It's okay, it's okay that you know, no, you don't deserve this, whatever, like, just, It's okay that you don't want to eat all that. You deserve
0: to live your best life, and that's part of it, right? That's what you deserve. And but culturally, we're just we think like you're not supposed to work out on vacation, or you know you're supposed to binge drink and just stuff your face because you're on vacation. Man, I have the best vacations. I'm going to Hawaii on Wednesday, and I will eat a ton of poke bowls, and I will hike that (laughs) entire (laughs) island, and I'll surf, and I will come back more shredded and leaner than when I left and I'll have the best vacation ever. So it's a lie. It's a lie. It's hard
1: man. I just I feel like we just realized that the last couple of, I think the last 3 or 4 years we finally started working out on vacation. And ever since we did, we started having much better vacations. Yeah. Like we yeah. just started feeling better. Less emotional like responses,
0: less frustration, more yeah. energy.
1: And it's like it's a culture. It has to be a cultural thing because you, you feel like if you especially if you go with a group of people, like we've been on vacations with large groups of people. And, you know, me and my wife are the ones who worked out. And, man, do you get some. Oh, yeah. Some passive aggressive comments oh, yeah. from people.
0: For sure. Because For
1: sure. <laughs> you make them start to look inward and feel bad about themselves.
0: Well, hey, and like, you know, hey why- the truth is the truth. If they feel that way, then they're denying their own truth. If they're good with it, then they're good with it. But if, if that actually hurts them because you're making yourself better and enjoying yourself, they should probably listen, you know?
1: Yeah. But ever since we started working out on vacations, I'm telling you, we, it was just, we were so much happier the entire week.
0: Yep. I, I agree. And, and again, hey, let me... like, it might be a sickness, bro. Like I call it the sickness. Like some guys call me and they're like, man, I just, I need progress. Like I just want to grow my business and I want to get ripped. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you have a sickness like we that's <laughs> it's like certain people just want to push forward and like you're you're here d- building this podcast. You do jujitsu like I mean, from my assessment, you have it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing like I, I look at some people who are very happy not doing a lot. And I like it and it's and you know, that makes me look inward and being like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Yeah, but no,
0: like, and, and well, here's what I look at it. Like, what if there wasn't people like us? Nothing would get done. Like you, you have to have the you have to have us to create, to push, to push boundaries, to expand, to to serve, right? Yeah. Like and so to me, I'd rather live a harder life and, and be more impactful in my life and utilize every minute that God has given me than to relax. Like I never want to retire. Never. Zero. Like retire yeah. in the idea of retirement like like sit around on the beach and have drinks and just chill. Oh, that to me that sounds like hell.
1: I figured that out about myself real quick just even from vacations and um man, I cannot go a day Like, I, I look back at my time before I had kids, before I was doing the, my online business stuff, and I was like, what did I do with my time? <laughs> like, I cannot go very long without working on something. Dude, we're
0: going to be you know, dead without... soon. Like, we're a, we're a blip, dude. We're <laughs> just a flash of yeah. light. Like, and I, I think about that, man. When I wake up in the morning, I think. I think about that. That's in my head. Like, this could be your last day. This could be it. How are you going to treat your family today what kind of impact are you going to have in the world like these are the thoughts that go in my head that get me up in the morning over and over and over and over again regardless of how tired i am regardless of what happened the night before i got shit to do and i love
1: it I, I mean, you can tell in the way you speak and like you can just tell by your physique and your like you go after it every single day it's inspiring dude today can i ask go ahead no, no. Go ahead. Today, you, and dude, I'll, I'll finish. Two up.
0: forty-five. Wake up. I'm building a, a, a uh, online course for my guys, and then right to the, to our garage gym at five a.m. Chest workout. Six a.m. jujitsu, Come home. Eat something. Podcast with my team. At eight, I am so fired up and inspired by eight o'clock. I'm like, this is the best day ever. Did some work for another hour. Had some people come. We did some photo stuff at the skate park, at the gym, came back, got on another call, had an inspiring conversation with someone who was looking to join the team. And now I'm on here with you. It's, I mean, if my time right now is what, three o'clock, my kids are just about to get home. I've got three more calls to go on and then it's family time. And then I do it all over again. And I'm driven by purpose. So I don't care how tired I am. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care it's all pure purpose if you can find that if you can find that and flip that switch you float on air man and this is what i'm trying to tell people it's like it's not hard when you find your true why you know
1: and by the way if you need just let me know if you need to i'm having a great time talking to you i feel like i got I didn't even hit one of my bullet points and we're at 50 minutes already. So <laughs> yeah, I actually... Let, let I, me know. I don't want to take I, you from your family. I
0: actually do have an appointment in, in uh, four minutes.
1: <laughs> okay. We can do Yeah, a, we can wrap this up.
0: We can do a part two if you want. <laughs>
1: I think we're going to have to. I mean, you said amazing stuff. Like the stuff that matters. Like, you know, what what should I eat tomorrow isn't nearly as important as you saying the food you eat is a reflection of your however you said it soul consciousness can you give me that quote one more time for everyone like
0: i believe that the food and drink you put in your body affects your spirit and 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 it actually affects your right to lead and speak and when i am eating in alignment i can lead i have confidence i feel dependable right and And I don't know what that is exactly. I don't know how spiritually that all works out. I just know it's real. And that's what I teach my guys. And if you go look at my Instagram and look at my transformations, you'll see we do something different.
1: Awesome. Let's end it there. And, um, yeah, let's definitely do a part two. I got a lot of stuff to talk to you about. And one, so you said your Instagram, I've saw some of your Instagram transformations are unbelievable. unbelievable. They're amazing. What is your Instagram?
0: It is superhumanfathers at superhumanfathers. And you can also. Is there
1: anything else that we want people to find you? Yeah, you
0: can go to superhumanfathers.com. I have an ebook you can download. Uh, and then you can uh, put your information in there and have us reach out to you if you're interested in uh, just kicking ass at life.
1: I love it, man. So glad to have to have uh, met you and I hope we can continue this relationship.
0: Absolutely man, thank you.